0: Welcome to Voices of Experience, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, technology strategist and futurist, Crystal Washington. In normal times, speakers are charged with refreshing their brands and materials to stay relevant. Now, some of us are having to hit the reset button on our materials to survive, let alone thrive. On today's episode, you, but better, Guests Marilyn Sherman and Sylvia DeJusto are going to share their juiciest tips. You ready? Let's go. On this segment of Voices of Experience, we have THE Marilyn Sherman, C-S-P-C-P-A-E, and she's going to talk to us about staying relevant. A really interesting number about Marilyn that she brags about is that she has attended the last twenty five NSA influence annual conferences in a row in an effort to stay relevant which she's obviously done a great job of doing because she's always learning so that she can stay current so Marilyn thank you for joining us today. Oh it's my pleasure it's good to be here Crystal. You are one of the people that I know at NSA who does an amazing job of refreshing and being relevant to not only NSA, but obviously your clients as well. For those of us, other speakers that are trying to, to learn your secrets, how does one know when their marketing materials or even their topic are in need of a refresh? I think
1: your clients will let you know. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, absolutely. I have one client that's hired me um, 12 years in a row, and, oh, wow. and, and so I had to. I had to reinvent, not reinvent, but have more offerings and keep Mm. things fresh. Mm -hmm. And it's an interesting balance because there are people at that convention that have said to me, I just can't wait to get my Maryland fix. Mm. So they look forward to my session. Right. And I say, well, there's going to be new material. And they're like, yeah, but you also have to do your classic story. So I liken it to going to an Elton John concert. I love Elton John. I've seen Elton John a million times. I... um, I would be disappointed if he didn't do Daniel right. or Goodbye Yellow Big Road kind of thing. So, right. But then when he was younger, right, in the 70s and the 80s, earlier in his career, he would always introduce new stuff. So sometimes when I want to make sure my audience isn't disappointed mm-hmm. with the value that I bring, mm-hmm. I want I, I address that. <laughs> it's like Elton John. I'm going to give you some of my classics, my really tried and true, but that's just one client. Okay. For the rest of my business, I am hyper aware of who's doing what in the market? Who is my competition? What are they doing? What kind of events are they doing and why? And when I ask those types of questions, I then have to look at my own material and say, well, is my material up level to a point where I do command those fees on a consistent basis? So there's, it's like your website is never done completely. Yes. As as
0: soon as you upgrade it, as soon as they release it, you're like, ah, but there's this new thing.
1: Yes. Just like your demo video, which is so painful. Right. So I just reissued a brand new demo video last month. Mm -hmm. And the one that I had before that was seven years ago. So, Mm. so much has changed in the last seven years. And I didn't realize how important it is to make sure your prospects know what you do best and who you do it best for. Okay. Um, Because suddenly i'm getting so many more inquiries mm. and from more bureaus who are coming out of the woodwork and it's and the only difference is the new demo the new one sheet that goes with the demo and how i'm going to market
0: So I like how you talked about being hyper-aware, because what that means is we can't rest on our laurels. We can't just think that, okay, well, the past year, everyone loved this. We just keep it going. It sounds like there's no formula for updating. It's a matter of just looking at what's going on around you. With that in mind... When selling homes, we hear that upgrading bathrooms and kitchens often bring the best ROI. I feel like you kind of touched on this a little bit just now, but what updates or upgrades make the biggest impact for speakers in your experience? You mentioned the
1: demo reel. Right. Um, Oh, Upgrades in terms of what you're presenting in terms of your marketing. Yeah, so basically what are the refreshes that we need to make that tend to get you the best ROI? Well, I think um, to touch on ROI, I think sometimes our clients don't know that we offer more than just a keynote, for example. Mm. And so when you are talking to the client or the prospect, or let's say they're rehiring you or they're referring you, um, it's surprising how they will say, wow, I didn't know you did executive coaching, or I did not know you had a breakout session that is on managing change. And so that tells me I haven't done a good job in letting them know that you could hire me for a keynote and a really powerful breakout session that's in alignment with my message, but it's additive, not repetitive. I like
0: like that so it's not even just a matter of reinventing yourself sometimes because you're hyper aware you notice that you need to upgrade your materials with your additional offerings
1: right and be able to articulate on the spot when you are talking to a prospect of what would be a good offer for you like I I hear your and here's how why I say it. it's because I made a mistake one time okay I had a client that saw me at a big industry event and they wanted to hire me for my uh, for their um company annual event. Okay. And they picked a topic that they had not seen at the event and so it was my conflict resolution workshop, okay. which is a very good what to say, when to say it and how to say it to reduce conflict in the workplace. And all of the marketing material for their event said motivational speaker, inspirational speaker and I did not do a good job of vetting her ahead of time to say, "Are you sure you're hiring me for the conflict resolution? Mm. Because it's really a different different content, and it's not marketed as motivational." Right. And I, I I mentioned it, but I didn't insist on saying, "You know what? This is what you're really asking for." Mm-hmm. And here's what I could have done. I could have um, on the spot blended in much more inspirational okay. and motivational with the topic that they chose.
0: Okay. Being hyper aware again. Yep. So it's, it's yep. all about that hyper awareness. So, how does one avoid going from expert to outdated in the minds of clients? You know, can longevity ever hurt in the minds of clients? Oh, yes,
1: because I, I see it in the industry, okay. I hear it in the industry where people say, I see so and so is on the agenda. Uh, Or I saw that you went to that, did that person do anything new this year, or is it the same old, same old? Mm. So there are people that are looking at, we want something new, we want something fresh. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting for me is that I've had a couple of keynotes recently where it's a whole new industry that they've never in their 70-year history of existence have had a female Mm. keynote speaker. Yes. Now, I don't care that... Um, they're choosing me, and right, that's right. how I got the job. Right. I love having a low expectation of what I could do, and then I blow them out of the box. Yes. So yes. did that answer your question?
0: It did, it did. So it sounds to me like it's not so much that longevity is the issue, it's not refreshing what you're offering.
1: It's making sure that whatever, because if you have been around a long time and you're still telling uh, relevant stories that mm-hmm. impact your audience, um, they can be old stories, right. but you, as long as you make the transition of, so what this means for you in this day and age. Okay. Okay. And, and so I, what I do though, is cause I am an inspirational keynote speaker. I am constantly looking for stories that are so inspiring that move me so much. And sometimes they're older stories and sometimes they're right out of the media that mm. people know about, but they don't know about it and okay, so that 's really fun for me, and you mentioned something about how can longevity uh, work against you? Mm-hmm. There is another keynote speaker that was using a story that I was also using, okay, and as soon as I saw this person do that story, I said, well guess can 't use that story anymore right. because now I look like a hack if that person mm. had been on the year before, and then I come in and do the exact same story it 's a great story, and I hate to lose it right but um And we both, like, were using it without knowing the other person was using it.
0: Okay. So there's no, there's no, they they weren't sitting. They weren't stealing my material. They weren't looking through your window as you're practicing one day going, ha, ha, ha.
1: Well, um, I have seen that before. But that's with new, new, new speakers that think, hey, I'll just use that story. That sounded really good. I'll just use it in mine. Oh, no, new
0: speakers don't do that. If you're listening, don't do do that.
1: Non-professional NSA members have done that before. Oh, no. So, yeah. Okay.
0: Okay, well, we're, we're all learning because we might have some new speakers listening, so now they know not to do that. Last question for you, Marilyn, and I really appreciate you for being so giving of your time. Are there a few resources, I don't know, any one, two, three resources or tools you would recommend for those listening for upgrading or refreshing their materials?
1: Well, I have, my web designer is someone who literally takes websites that need a refresh mm-hmm. and refreshes them.
0: So having a strong web designer who can refresh or take your idea to the next level, it sounds like is key.
1: Yes. And also just being aware of what's out there in the market of people who are doing really, really well. What is it about their material? I mean, you look at that and say, wow, that is so professional. So when you go to a designer, go to a web designer, go to whoever is going to do the print work for you or Mm -hmm. marketing, say, this is the tone I want. This Mm -hmm. is the professionalism I want. Now make it my. Mine. Like so go with you, ideas. With ideas okay. and examples so that you're not saying, go, make me professional looking. No, say this is the vibe, the tone, uh, and then use my materials, my colors, my wording so it's uniquely mine, but this is the feel I want when a prospect comes comes upon my website or my marketing materials.
0: So I think in terms of resource, then asking some fellow NSAers who they're using. Oh, absolutely, is probably a great step. And yeah. then for those that are listening, because not everyone that's listening to us is a member of NSA mm. yet. Yes. We're waiting on you. Join us. It's amazing yes. in here. But if not, you can always use Upwork.com. That's one of my favorite resources mm-hmm. for finding independent mm-hmm. contractors. you got to mm-hmm. vet them
1: good, though. Absolutely. But that's another resource. Yeah. Fiverr is good, too, but you also have... I, I go I go with people who have used people, so I mm. go to people who have already done it. But it's inexpensive enough that I can do... Like, I did a logo upgrade recently, yes. and I got several of them to give me their version, so it was inexpensive enough that I could do that.
0: I love it. I love it. Fiverr another great resource We're well, Marilyn. Thank you so much for spending time with us today and sharing how we can remain relevant.
1: My pleasure. And NSA is the resource if you want to continue to stay relevant. I should have said that from the beginning, but thank you, Crystal.
0: I agree. Now that we know what items we need to refresh, let's dig deeper into our personal brands. In this segment of Voices of Experience, we have Sylvie DiGiusto, CSP, and she's going to talk to us about visual branding, which anyone within NSA or in audiences who have seen Sylvie would know why this makes so much sense because she eats, sleeps, and breathes this topic. For those of you who don't know her, something interesting would be the fact that she left a corporate European job after 20 years and moved to the US with a nine day old newborn on her lap to start over. And now she's a successful keynote speaker who averages about 50 engagements per year. Thank you so much for joining us, Sylvie.
2: Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you, Crystal. Oh
0: man, I'm I'm just ready to dive on in because you are so good at this topic. So while branding is more than just visual elements, what are some of the ingredients to ensure one has a visual brand that gets results?
2: Well, ingredients somehow lead to a recipe, right? So you're asking about the recipe. What are we cooking up here? And um, I think one of the most important things that you have to do is to identify what your brand actually stands for. And if you don't mind, I run you through a very quick exercise that I also do with my audience members when we help them to identify what their brand stands for. But I want you to take a piece of paper, pause a little bit right now, or grab a piece of paper because I'm going to ask you some very tough questions. But I promise you, it's worth it because at the very end, you will know exactly what your brand stands for, okay? Are you
0: ready? I'm both scared and excited. I hope everybody has their paper.
2: Let's go, Sylvie. Okay. (laughs) So the first thing I want you to do is to Give me one word, and one word only. That's the rule, right? One word that should pop up in everybody's mind when they think of you. For example, of you, Crystal, what is that one word that should pop up in everybody's mind when they think of Crystal? No matter if it's an audience member, a meeting planner, your spouse, a family member, a Mm -hmm. neighbor, a buyer, whoever it is. What do you want them to think of when Mm -hmm. they think of Crystal? Care care oh i love that word that word by the way is one in the top five words that meeting planners gave me for speakers one of the expectations that they have that we care that we care about them that we care about audience members that we care about everybody involved so i love that so you must be able to describe your brand Mm -hmm. in the imprint that your brand Mm -hmm. should make on others with one word next question okay okay Tell me about your expertise, the expertise that only you have to offer and write that down. Okay. Might be something that you offer as a business owner Mm. in your presentations, the very specific expertise that you have. Okay. Next question. You have a natural talent, a talent that only you have and nobody else. And if you don't know that natural talent immediately, then I want you to go back into your childhood. Mm. We all were born with something very unique, something that you remember that you have always done great Mm -hmm. since the moment you were born. Okay. Right, that talent. Does the talent. fact that
0: I've cultivated a great
2: Afro puff count, or should I dig a little, should I dig a <laughs> well, little uh, deeper? That, that's genetics, Dig, right? dig yeah, a little deeper, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. But there is a talent somewhere. <laughs> okay. Then there is a skill, a skill that only you have and nobody else. Hmm. So very often we have the tendency to mix up expertise and skill, right? Okay. But when you look for your skill right now, it could be a soft skill, a hard skill. I want you to look for something. When do people call you? Okay. And only you. Because they know they get the answer to their question from you. You have that very specific skill.
0: Okay.
2: Right? Write that down. Okay. Next tough question. What is your passion? What makes you goosebumps? Ooh. What creates excitement when you just think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Write that down too. Okay. The toughest question. What do you do better than your competitor? Mm. So this requires that you actually evaluate who your competition is in the market. Yes. Who is that and what do you do better? And don't pick something that the other speaker or whoever you just picked Mm -hmm. also does and you just say, I do it better. Pick something that you do and they don't. Find that. Identify it. Next question, describe your target audience, your perfect audience. Who is sitting there? Give me more than just one word. Who are you trying to attract? And for which value or price tag do you plan to offer that? Mm. Give me a number, a feeling. Is it high? Is it medium? Is it low? Put a price tag on it. Okay. Two more questions. Okay. Right? The location, the radius you want to serve. Are you U.S.-based? Do you want to speak locally? Do you want to speak internationally? Are you located in an amazing city like New York City that would add something to your brand, like a little tag? Mm. Write that down, so, too. So do we want to grab our, our nine-dales and just jump yes. on a plane and go someplace new? <laughs> exactly. Okay, yeah. okay. And last but not least, give me a fun fact, okay. something People say, oh, tell me more when you tell them something you Mm. have done in the past or a specific hobby or whatever you have, something that is just fun and that you can share with somebody else. Okay. So um, a lot of difficult questions. Uh, You probably need more time to answer them. But when you, in the end, look at that list that you have in front of you, Mm -hmm. you will find out it describes you mm-hmm. and your brand and the beautiful varieties that we all exist and what makes you unique and I want you to take that list and now look for an expert who can help you in different areas might it be your appearance, might it be your behavior, might it be the way you communicate online and offline to translate the messages you have in front of you um. in a very consistent way because that is you and just you and me. No nobody else.
0: That's powerful because whether you're talking about a wardrobe stylist, a graphic designer, a photographer, with you having this list pulled out, they'll see the feelings they have to go for. they see what they're actually trying to communicate.
2: Yes, yes. Don't go there with the solutions and say, I want my brand to look like this. Mm -hmm. Go there with the answers to those questions that they are going to ask you anyway and bring that list and everybody should be able to translate that. In, in, you know, in the varieties we have to to, to, to demonstrate our brand on shared with the world.
0: Oh, wow. So that applies to so many areas, wardrobe, online, even our mm-hmm. presentations. So can you share two to three of your favorite resources or tools for ensuring brands are visually stimulating to clients? <laughs>
2: What a good question. What a tough question because most often people now ask me for, you know, a tool, an app, a resource, a link. And I say, well, let's start with the basic first and let's find out what your brand currently actually says about you, right? And an easy way to do that is look out for a brand assessment tool somewhere on the internet. They are available for free. And it really doesn't matter which one you pick because each of them will put you into some type of archetype right and tell you we are calling your brand now this and it looks like that okay but that gives you at least a feel of what are you telling the world right now about yourself Mm -hmm. and it really doesn't matter how they call the archetype but you need a description. You, you okay. need to start somewhere. And then use this plus your list that you just created to work with an expert. There is no tool. There is no app. Wait, there is I'm no a tech person. You, yeah, I, know. I don't, You mean I need a human to help me? You soon? need a human, a <laughs> okay. human being. And be careful with the type of human being that you hire. Okay. If you think that you can create a logo on Fiverr or on Upworks and just use that as a single... Thing in mm-hmm. your branding uh-huh. do not expect to make multi-million dollars just based on that right um, was,
0: people aren't hiring speakers based on logos
2: no they don't oh, hire people hire people and not logos but on mm-hmm. the other side whatever you invest you will get back in some sort it's such a simple principle that we say you know if you want to be a ten thousand dollar speaker mm-hmm. your website should say you are a twenty thousand dollar one right yes. if you want to be a ten thousand dollar speaker your video should Cost at least $20,000. And I think you mm. must be willing to invest into an expert because we all want to work with an expert. And the reality is, no app, I'm sorry, Chris, <laughs> can do that for you. There is no artificial intelligence that, can, uh, intelligence that can help you with that.
0: Well, the beautiful thing about that is we're speakers and no one can do what we do either. So, Sylvie, thank you so much for helping us get our visual brand in order is one half of the brilliance behind the National Speakers Association's annual conference, Influence, coming this August. For more information on how you can sign up and enjoy the pre-conference videos, visit nsaspeaker.org and click on the Events tab. Thank you for tuning in to Voices of Experience, the podcast of the National Speakers Association. Catch us on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, and NSA's social media profiles. Remember, sharing is caring and rating is not hating. I'll see you for next week's episode, Talk to Strangers.